Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Now, we know that there's been a couple of actors along the way who've turned up a couple of times in Doctor Who as different faces, but they're not actually the ones we're looking at on this list. With that in mind, I'm Sean Ferrick for Who Culture, and here are 10 actors who almost played different characters. Number 10, Russell Tovey, the 11th Doctor. As midshipman Alonso Frame in the 2007 Christmas special Voyage of the Damned, Russell Tovey provided David Tennant's 10th Doctor with one of his most memorable moments, allowing the Time Lord to finally use the phrase That aside though, Tovey didn't really get many standout moments in the episode, but the character he almost played would have given him standout moments galore. During a chat with The Independent in April 2013, Tovey spoke about how he was in the running to play the 11th Doctor, a role that, of course, eventually went to Matt Smith. Reportedly, Tovey got so close to bagging the part that he was even screen tested for it, but from the sounds of it, he's glad he missed out. It would have terrified me, he said. I don't know what I would have done with all the attention. Voyage of the Damned aside, Tovey also played Alonzo in a quick cameo during the end of time, where he hooked up with Captain Jack Harkness after the Doctor set them up. Number 9. Anthony Stewart Head, the 8th Doctor Another actor who came close to playing the title character, Anthony Stewart Head has quite a long and intimate history with Doctor Who. His only on-screen appearance in the show was as the scene-dominating Mr. Finch in 2006's School Reunion, but elsewhere he narrated Doctor Who Confidential, voiced Baltazar in the animated serial The Infinite Quest, and played Greyvorn in several big Finnish audio dramas. And in the mid-90s he came close to adding another, much more important credit to his Hooniverse filmography. Before Paul McGann was cast, Head auditioned for the role of the 8th Doctor in the 1996 TV movie. Head has a more sinister air about him when compared to McGann's enormous charm, so it's honestly quite hard to picture him in the role. But considering how brilliant he was in the sci-fi fantasy realm of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he'd no doubt have done a fantastic job as the 8th Doctor. Number 8. Alex Kinston, Miss Foster Alex Kingston played one of the most popular supporting characters in Doctor Who history after bagging the role of River Song in the 2008 two-part story Silence the Library, Forest of the Dead, appearing in multiple episodes with the 11th and 12th Doctors, then reprising the role in many big Finnish audio dramas. Conversely, the character she almost played is nowhere near as beloved, although it's a fun part that would have suited Kingston really well. The actress was apparently asked to play Miss Foster in the Series 4 premiere Partners in Crime. Foster is the villain of the episode, a space nanny who enacts a scheme to create millions of young adipose creatures out of human body fat. Partners in Crime and Silence in the Library both aired in the same series, so it seems like Kingston was destined to play a role in Doctor Who around this time. She was a fan of the show as a child as well, so she was probably quite eager to appear in it. Number 7. Brian Blessed, 
The second Doctor. Brian Blessed is one of the most iconic personalities in entertainment. With his crazy eyes, his amazing beard and his booming, instantly recognisable voice, giving him a larger-than-life presence across his countless movie and TV credits. Blessed had a short stint on Doctor Who in 1986, playing the mighty Yerkanos opposite Colin Baker's sixth Doctor. But things could have been so much different, because 20 years earlier, he came close to landing a role of far greater significance. According to the man himself, he was approached to play the second Doctor when the BBC decided that they wanted someone younger to succeed. William Hartnell. Blessed claims he had a long meeting with the people in charge, but ultimately he stepped away when he realised that his vision for the character didn't align with the BBC's. Apparently, some of his ideas scared the BBC to death, so it might be for the best that Blessed has never been given the keys to the TARDIS. Number 6. Michelle Gomez, Miss Delfox. Throughout Peter Capaldi's tenure as the 12th Doctor, Michelle Gomez stole the show every single time she popped up as Missy, the female incarnation of the Master. She was an absolute delight to watch, so it's actually quite distressing to learn that she nearly didn't play the part at all. This is because Gomez was initially in the running for Miss Delfox, head of security at the Carabraxas Bank in the 2014 episode Time Heist. However, Gomez was unavailable at the time, which is a huge relief because if she had auditioned, she'd almost certainly have won the role. Gomez told the Radio Times that she was actually quite sad about missing out on time heist, and in fact she was so determined to appear in Doctor Who that she wrote to then-showrunner Stephen Moffat asking to be considered for a razor-cheekboned villainous at some point in the future. Number 5. Jenna Coleman. Mel's. Jenna Coleman is one of the longest-serving actresses in Modern Who, first appearing in September 2012's Asylum of the Daleks as Oswin Oswald, and departing in the 2017 Christmas special playing Clara one last time. It's one hell of a legacy, and Coleman will be associated with Doctor Who for the rest of her life. This in mind, she's probably quite relieved that her earlier brush with the Hooniverse didn't end with her landing the part. Before Clara, Coleman first auditioned for the role of Mel's, a character with a tiny arc in the 2011 episode Let's Kill Hitler. Mel's is the best friend of Amy and Rory, but in a plot twist early in the story reveals she's also a previous regeneration of the river song we all know and love. Spoilers. Apparently, Coleman's grandma was devastated when she didn't get the role, so the Clara news must have been received pretty ecstatically in the Coleman household. Number 4. Jodie Whittaker, an unknown season 5 character. This is the one we know the least about, but here's what we do know. Jodie Whittaker, our current Doctor, almost appeared in Series 5, the first series to star Matt Smith in the title role. More specifically, according to the Sunday Times, she almost appeared in Smith's debut episode, The Eleventh Hour. Her only intimate connection with the show would come in 2010, when she was rejected for a cameo in Matt Smith's opening episode as The Eleventh Doctor. There weren't a whole lot of cameo-sized parts of The Eleventh Hour that seems to be a fit for Whittaker. Maybe she was going to play some random Ledworth villager, or maybe she was up for Olivia Coleman's role, although that does feel more than a cameo. Maybe we'll find out for sure one day, but for now, we can only speculate. Number 3. David Tennant, Gabriel Sneed. As with Michelle Gomez and Missy, it's borderline impossible to picture a reality where David Tennant doesn't play the Tenth Doctor, but if he'd landed this earlier role on the show, then perhaps that reality would have come to pass. The 2005 episode, The Unquiet Dead, features a character called Gabriel Sneed, an elderly undertaker who gets caught up in a ghostly plot alongside the Ninth Doctor and Rose. Again, Sneed is elderly, but originally writer Mark Guetta scripted him to be much younger, and at this time, Tennant was thought to be a perfect fit for the role. However, when Sneed was aged up, Tennant was thrown out of the running, which led to him playing the 10th Doctor in the following series. Number 2. Bernard Cribbins, the 4th Doctor Aside from casting Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant as the 9th and 10th Doctors, you could argue that former showrunner Russell T Davies' most genius casting choice was getting Bernard Cribbins to play Wilfred Mott. 
Gribbons brought such humanity and warmth to the episodes he appeared in that he feels genuinely irreplaceable, particularly in The End of Time, which contains several moments where his performance just absolutely breaks our hearts. For such a talented actor then, it's almost not surprising that his name was floated about to play the Doctor at an earlier stage in his career. In an interview with Den of Geek, Cribbins states that he went along for an interview with the producers when John Pertwee was leaving the show, meaning that Cribbins was one of the actors considered to play the fourth Doctor. Of course, Tom Baker snagged the role at the end and we wouldn't have it any other way, nor would we want Cribbins to have missed out on playing Wilf. This whole thing definitely worked out for the best. Number 1. Simon Pegg, Pete Tyler Perhaps the most intriguing what-if casting story in Doctor Who history revolves around Simon Pegg, whose sole on-screen appearance in the show was in the Series 1 episode of The Long Game, where he played the scenery-chewing villain, The Editor. But reportedly, Pegg was originally up for a completely different role in the same series, Rose Tyler's dad, Pete Tyler, who first appeared in Father's Day. It's said that Pegg had to pass on the role due to being unavailable while Father's Day was being filmed, but just imagine if he'd accepted it. Pete Tyler wasn't just a one-and-done role like The Editor, it was a recurring role, with actors Sean Dingwall returning a few more times throughout season 2. But considering the fact that Pegg's Hollywood career blew up around this time, he had Shaun of the Dead, Mission Impossible 3 and Hot Fuzz all within a three year span, he wouldn't have been available to play Pete in season 2. Alternatively, if Pegg had continued to play Pete, then his star power might have demanded that the role be expanded even further, which could have affected the structure and storylines of season 2 in a big way. It's interesting to think about, but unless we discover a TARDIS and can visit alternate realities, we'll never know for sure. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.